God is good, yo. And I want to welcome you to episode number three of Beyond Reality. If you have a copy of God's Word, turn with me to Isaiah chapter 7 and stand with me for the reading of God's Word. Isaiah chapter 7 and verse number 10. And join me in standing for the reading of God's Word. Isaiah chapter 7. When you got it, say amen. <clears throat> if you don't got it, say, Pastor, hold up for a second. <clears throat> All right, everybody must got it. Please join me in standing for the reading of God's word. We stand because we want to give respect to God's word, but also we just want to make sure that we are ready to hear what God has to say. So my sister, my brother, help me and stand with me. Isaiah chapter 7 and verse number 10, the text reads, Then the Lord spoke again. To Ahaz, saying, ask for a sign for yourself from the Lord your God. You see, when you read some statements in the scriptures, you need to read it slowly and just pinch yourself. Is God saying what I'm thinking saying? Notice what God is saying. Ask for a sign for yourself from me. God is saying, I've opened up the bank account. Tell me the amount that you want. Make it as deep as Sheol and as high as heaven. You got to appreciate what God is saying. Notice what God says. Notice what Ahaz says. But Ahaz says, I will not ask, Sister Pam, nor will I put the Lord to the test. Something's got to be wrong with you not to ask the Lord when he has said the bank account is open. This man doesn't ask. Then he said, the Lord said, listen now, house of David. Is it too trivial a thing for you to try the patience of men? That you will try the patience of my God as well? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And she will name him Emmanuel. He will eat curds and honey. Yogurt. And honey, at the time he knows enough to refuse evil and choose good. For before the boy knows enough to refuse evil and choose good, the land whose two kings you dread will be abandoned. The Lord will bring on you and on your people and on your father's house such days as have not come since the day that Ephraim separated from Judah. Catch this last statement right here. Don't miss this. This is... The sermon before the sermon. The days of the king of Assyria. Today I've labeled the sermon. What helps today may hurt tomorrow. Let us pray. Father God, thank you for this privilege and opportunity to listen to your word. And I ask you that you may do something today for somebody through me for your glory. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Uh, last week, we left Ahaz chewing on inside information about his situation. God had told him 
what would happen. God has spoken to him about what was going to take place. And I'm glad that God is able to tell us what is going to happen before it happens. Amen, somebody. You and I don't have to doubt what is going to happen about our situation if we are ingesting, if we are injecting, and if we are investing ourselves on the word of God. But I'm afraid, God's people, that too many of us don't have the time for the word of God. Too many of us, the word of God is touch and go. Uh, you can be honest. Don't be honest, but you can be honest in your heart. How many of you read the Bible every day this week? And yet, you're still asking God, God, what is going to, going to happen with my job? And yet, you're still asking God, God, what is going to, to happen to my health? Uh, God, what is going to happen to my family? And God is saying, I have given you the playbook. <laughs> Why don't you play your life by my book? Uh, but as we are seeing Ahaz chewing on inside information, the, the text says, the Lord spoke to him again. Uh, we can put it like this. The, the Lord spoke to Ahaz for a second time. He's he telling me that sometimes one time is not enough. I know, parents, you wish that your son would get it. Your, your daughter would get it after one time. <laughs> but you have told him don't touch it, and yet the next minute he's touching what you told him not to touch. Parents, do I have a witness? CEOs, I, I wish you, 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 your employees would get it after one time, after reading one memo uh, that this is the direction of the company. But, but sometimes you, you know as a manager, you know as a CEO that, that they don't get it. So you must send the memo again. You must send the message again. I have learned that sometimes one time doesn't do it. Uh, preachers believe in this model Repetition deepens impression. Uh, we understand that one expression doesn't make an impression. Uh, we understand that sometimes one sermon doesn't seize the heart. We understand that one counseling sometimes does not produce change. I want to say this at the very beginning. Do not stop speaking. I know they don't get it. I know they don't understand. But keep on sending the text message. Keep on sending the memo. Uh, keep on writing the email. Keep on keeping on sending the text messages, but just don't do it in church. <laughs> God spoke to Ahaz again. A lot of people, Sister Dita, when they read this verse, scholars, they, they, they simply say that this is an introduction to, to a speech that is about to happen. You know, in the Bibles, you have in, in the Bible you have the Lord said. That's an introduction to a speech, and then the Lord speaks. This text is an introduction to a speech, but I love this verse because even though it seems so simplistic, even though it seems so simple, it's an alarm, Brother Mario. <laughs> Watch what I'm trying to drop to you. You see, the text is helping us to understand that God doesn't speak once, he speaks multiple times. And I'm glad this morning, Elder Ray, that God speaks more than once. Because you know what happens in my life sometimes when God is speaking? I move like a turtle. Any turtles in the house? Sometimes when God is speaking to me, Brother Renata, I need to look at the Hebrew and, and check. Is it really the right Hebrew word? 
Is this really the Greek text? Sometimes what God is telling me to do today, I will not do it until the next day. Sometimes it may not happen until the next month. Sometimes it may not happen until the next year. Some of the things I'm doing today are things that God told me to do five years ago. And I don't know if you can relate to my experience. Sometimes we are too slow. Sometimes we are, we are not willing to move as fast as we should move on, on the word of God. And, and perhaps today somebody is being spoken to again by God. And it is, it is the hundredth time. But please don't allow this, this moment to pass and you don't get the message of God. Amen, somebody. God wants you to change. God wants you to be different. God wants you to start seeing the world in a different way. God wants you to start talking differently. God wants somebody to start dressing differently. God is asking somebody, I need you to be more respectful. I need you to be more, uh, more humble. I need you to be more forgiving. God is saying that to you. And if you feel uncomfortable today, please let the com- discomfort sit in. Let it soak in your system and do something about it. Amen, somebody. Not only does God speak multiple times, Sister Pam, we need to appreciate the way God does it. I want you to appreciate the way God does it. Because when you compare verse 3 of Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 10 of Isaiah chapter 7, you see a tension, Sister Lara. Notice that verse 10 says, the Lord spoke to Ahaz. But then verse number three says, God sent Isaiah to talk to Ahaz. So says Audrey, I had a question in my heart. How does God speak? Is it through Isaiah? (laughs) Or is it through face-to-face or FaceTime? I understood something. And I want to use what you like to make my point. You see, when you take shaved ice, ah, (laughs) and then you take some fruit, come on now. Are you salivating yet? When you take shaved ice, you take some fruit, you take some beans, you create what we call a esboa. You know what I'm saying? And esboa is nice and it's tasty. But you know what you do when you create esboa? You create a fusion. You can no longer go at that esboa and start to separate the ice and start to separate the fruit and start to separate all the other things. No, no, no. It is a fusion now. You have created a new product. Amen, somebody. You see, when God is speaking, a fusion takes place. It ain't Pastor Henry speaking right now. It is the Lord. It is not the Lord speaking. It is Pastor Henry. So you cannot separate what's happening right now. You cannot say, well, that's Pastor Henry's word. I'm going to wait to hear what God is saying. No. When a man of God is speaking... There is a fusion. When you're reading the word of God and it's Matthew, Isaiah, or Job, it is, a, it is a fusion. Do not try to dissect the word of God because you cannot do it. So when the Lord speaks, a fusion takes place. The Lord's message is the man's message. And the man's message is the Lord's message. Okay, so let, 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 me, let me bring it closer to you so that you can appreciate So sometimes God will choose your parents to speak to you, children. But some smart child will say, I'm grown. I got my own family. I make my own decisions. Besides, my mom and my dad, we're not perfect parents. Look look at their relationship. Look at the mistakes that they made. So how do they have the courage to speak to me? God is saying, be careful because there's a fusion. 
Sometimes a child can speak to a parent. But because a parent thinks I'm grown, I pay the bills around here. I'm the one who pays for this house. I'm the one who took you to school. I'm the one who brought you into this world. I'm going to take you out. So who are you to speak to me? Don't you understand in our culture that the adults are always right? But the parent might forget that there's a fusion going on right there. Sometimes it can be the bus driver. Sometimes it can be the anchor driver. Sometimes the Gojek driver. Sometimes the security guard can be the one who God is saying, this is my message to you. And we should never get it twisted and think that God can't speak to anybody. If God can speak through a donkey to Balaam, God can speak through anybody. Amen, somebody. If God can speak through a stone and he told those, uh, those people that they just said, if you don't want to praise me, the stones can praise me. If you don't want to give me glory, I can make this speaker speak to me and give me glory. So who are you to deny my message? And the reason why I'm saying this is because some of us, we think we are too independent. But I got news for you today. Your independence, Sister Nova, is not really your independence. Do you know that everything you think do you know everything that you do is because you got it from somebody? <laughs> you, are, you have been influenced by somebody. The movies you watch influence you. <laughs> the last time that I checked, you came from a specific home, from a specific family. You hang around specific people. And those people, <laughs> what do they do? They affect the way you think. They affect the way you move. You think you're making decisions because you thought it first? Because you came up with it first. No, no, no. You are a product of your environment. And so, brother and sister, let us, let us not get it twisted. Let us not get it confused that God cannot speak to us from somebody. And let us not turn away God's message because, because we think that we are grown. You see, the reason why God speaks from many avenues is because he knows that you need his help. And the reason why God will speak so many times is because he understands that without him, you can't make it. The message, Brother Mario, is your ticket <laughs> to your destination. You should have said amen right there. When God is sending a message to you, he understands that if you travel the path that the message is directing you to, you're going to get to what you need. We're talking about Cain and Abel this morning. Uh, Abel was able to get there. Cain wasn't able to get there. Why? Because Cain was not willing to go along with the message of God. God says to Cain, 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 you got it messed up. Let's fix it. Cain says, God, you know, you know what? I, I like my vegetables so much, so you know what? I, I'm just going to do me. I'm going to be me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Who, who are you to change me and make me do something that I don't want to do? <laughs> No, no, notice how God wanted to help Ahaz. The Lord spoke to Ahaz again. And he says to Ahaz, ask for yourself a sign from the Lord, your God. And God, God says, make it as high as heaven and as deep as Sheol. <clears throat> I'm going to make it good for you in a moment. God says, make it as high as heaven. 
you know, you know, we think we have reached heaven because we can get in in commercial airlines. You just get on the Batik Airways or Elian Airways or Garuda, you're in heaven. You know, what I mean, you're flowing. That's not heaven. In fact, that's not high enough. God is saying to Ahaz, I want you to go higher than that. Okay, maybe high is not high enough. I want you to go deep. Sheol represents the grave. Sheol represents something that is dead. This is what God is saying. Ahaz, I want you to understand that there is no situation that I cannot do. There is no place I cannot go. If your request is as high as heaven, I'm there. If your situation looks dead, as deep as the grave, I'm there. God's people, you're making me work hard because I'm giving you some gems right here. So, so let, 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 me, let me drop it for you. God is saying to somebody... You want the building on Sodiaman to be your office space? Ask for it. You want the degree from Harvard? Ask for it. You want to be a specialist from, the, the, from Manchester University? Ask for it. You want your disease to go away? Ask for it. Sometimes some people tell me, uh, Pastor, can you please slip me in your prayers? <laughs> you know what, it, what, 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 what you do when you slip something? Uh, when you slip something, it's, it's like uh, looking at the door over there and you, you want to get a note maybe to somebody who's on the other side. So you write a note and then you slip it under. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just slip it under. <laughs> Some people tell me, Pastor, slip me into your prayers. Like, 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 like I need to go under the door and then, Lord, remember that person and, and do something for them. And some of us are praying to God like that. Lord, I, I don't know if it, it's your will for, for, for me, but if you don't mind, I'd like a little bump in my salary. Lord, Lord I, 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 it's very confusing for me right now, but can you please help me solve my relational problem? God is saying, no, stop asking me for a little salary. Ask me for the company. Ask me for the marriage. Ask me for the ability to exercise after you are healed. Ask me, not for five clients, ask me for 50. I don't know if you get what I'm telling you today. God is saying, go high. Go high. And go low. As low as you can be. And if you're facing an obstacle today, I'm telling you, turn it into a prayer. That's what God is telling Ahaz. Ahaz, pray about this. Ask me what it is. Do you want for me to create a mountain in the middle of Jerusalem as a sign? I will do it. If you want me to create an ocean in Jerusalem, I will do it. Lord, Isaiah has asked me for it. Ask me for what you need. Because I want to give it to you. You see, sometimes parents will take their kids to the store. And they say, ask whatever you want. Well, you know what most kids do, Diggy? They ask for the candy. God doesn't want us to ask for the candy. God <laughs> wants us to ask for the store. I don't want candy prayers anymore. I want store kind of prayers. I don't want street kind of prayers. I want city kind of prayers. I want prayers that are able to move me from this place to the next place. 
I want to pray prayers that show that JCC can be more than what it can be. I want to pray prayers that are going to demonstrate that God is in my life. I want to pray stuff that shows that God is so powerful. But too many of us, we look at God as incapable. We look at God as powerless. But God is saying to somebody today, don't ask me for the candy. Please ask me for the store. Amen, somebody. Talk back to me if you can. Stop with your candy prayers, man. God sometimes is wondering, is this my son or my daughter? Look at what they're asking me. God wants us to ask him for prayers that truly show that we believe in him, that we truly show that we have power, that he has power and he has might. You see, as I was looking at this, I saw something. And this is going to liberate somebody today, Sister Audrey. God says to Ahaz, ask me for a sign. In this series, I've been challenging us to take God at his word. If God says it, it's true, believe it and walk with that. But here God says to Ahaz, ask me for a sign. Shouldn't have God's word been enough? We talked about it last week. It should have been enough for God to say, I'm going to take care of you, believe in my word, and, and, and let's go. But here God made a consideration. Because not every principle can be applied generally. Some principles need a personal application. This is why when we look at other people succeeding and we're not succeeding, we need to ask ourselves, what is happening here? Is God making a special consideration? Is God changing the rules so that they can, it, can, it can relate to this person's situation? Let me help somebody right here. God doesn't look at all of us the same. God looks at our situations and he applies the strategy he applies his word according to our situation. Amen, somebody. So God is not going to treat us as one size fits all. God is going to look at your situation. God is going to look at my situation. And God might say, Henry needs $10 million, but Ed O'Reilly needs a billion dollars. Are you feeling what I'm saying? God needs, Pastor Henry needs a new car, but Ed O'Reilly needs a jet. Are you feeling what I'm saying? So, so God will look at my story. God will look at your story. And he will apply himself based upon what you need. Because God saw that Ahaz, a word is not enough. God says, I need him to choose a sign so that he can confirm what I'm able to do for him. And so, brother and sister, things may not be working in your life. You may not understand why they are succeeding. You may not understand why they are going high. But please understand that God is applying a special situation to everybody and your time is coming it's only a matter of time amen somebody some of us are too sad we are crying over stuff because we don't understand that God doesn't work the same for everybody and I'm glad for that this morning and no matter what your story looks like uh, no matter what it feels like no matter how it sounds like God has a pulse on your life God knows what buttons he needs to push to make it work. But he understands that this is not the time yet. I'm taking him on a certain schedule. And when the time is there, I'm going to make things happen. What amazed me about this situation is that when God says to Ahaz, ask for a sign, Ahaz refused. Uh, let, let me show it to you in the text. Ahaz, Ahaz refused. Notice, notice what the text says. Ahaz says, 
I will not ask, nor will I put the Lord to a test. As I was reflecting on this, I, I, I learned something that uh, sometimes we say no to God because we already have a plan in place. Suppose, suppose I come to you, Sister Lara, with my phone. And I tell you, please have my phone. You tell me, no, thank you. Because you got your own phone. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? If I bring you some hand sanitizer, and you got hand sanitizer, you're not going to take my hand sanitizer because you got your own hand sanitizer. So you say, no, thank you. So, so Ahaz says no to God because he had a plan. When you read the writer of 2 Kings, this is what you discover. So Ahaz sent messengers to Tiglath-Pileser. And he says to the king of Assyria, I am your servant. <laughs> and your son, come up and save me from the hand of the king of Aram. And from the hand of the king of Israel who are rising up against me. So the king of Assyria listened to him. And the king of Assyria went up against Damascus and captured it. And led the people of it into exile to cur and put resin to death. So Ahaz had his own plan. And when God says, can I help you? Ahaz says, no, thank you. Historians tell us about Tiglath-Pileser. Tiglath-Pileser killed 800 lions on a chariot. He killed 120 of them on foot. Tiglath-Pileser killed four, 10 bull elephants. I'm good seeing an elephant in a movie. <laughs> I don't want to see it in real life. You feel me? Tiglath-Pileser harpooned a whale in the Mediterranean Sea. Just looking at the courage and the bravery of this man, I would also want his help. Wouldn't you? Ahaz was going to somebody... <clears throat> was going to somebody who was powerful and strong. So it made sense. But as I read the story, Tiglath-Pileser also died. And he's in the grave. And today he doesn't live. What I'm trying to help somebody to understand is that Tiglath-Pileser, or anyone, was lesser help. He was not a great help. And help me to, 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 to get this this morning, you see, when you shun God's hand for a human hand, you have chosen lesser help. I know that the company can help you with your bills. I know if you get with somebody that can help you advance. If you get in a certain group, they're going to push you up. If you get that particular car, it's going to help you move in a certain direction. So a lot of times, you and I, we focus on things that can help us. Things that can move. Things that can talk. Things that can make decisions. And we go to those things. But please understand, when you shun God's hand for a human hand, that's lesser help. Should have said amen to that, but that, that's okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say amen for you. Amen, Jesus. And too many of us, we are, we are praying, Lord, 
if only they accept me in this company, my life going to change. <laughs> and we're applying and, and doing all that we can, thinking about lesser help when God is saying, as high as heaven, as deep as the grave. And, and notice how, how Tiglath Pileser, uh, I mean, not Tiglath, but Ahaz, uh, says to Tiglath Pileser, he says, I'm your servant and your son. To me, it sounds like somebody who's talking to God, but he's talking to a human being. And some of us talk to human beings like God. Sir, please, sir. Ma'am, please, ma'am. Yeah, 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 boo. Yeah, pa. Yeah, 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 yeah. Giving them devotion that belongs to God. Thinking that if they do it, our life is going to change. If I, there will be a life changer in my life. But God is saying as high as heaven and as deep as the grave. Ask me. I'm your father. I died for you. I love you. Not a human being. Not a boss. Not a parent. Not a manager. They don't save you. I do that. I care for you. I love you. My blood is on the cross. That's why I'm staying up here because I don't want all this to come out. Here's, here's what I want us to understand. You see, unfortunately, when we go for human help, we only end up hurting ourselves. We only bring disaster on ourselves. And, and notice what God has to tell Ahaz. Notice what God has to tell Ahaz. He says to Ahaz, listen now, house of David. He doesn't call him Ahaz anymore. He calls him house of, of, of David. You know why? Because Ahaz wasn't just a king. He was a descendant of David. And if you know the biblical story, God had promised David to have a throne that will last forever. Because through the house of David, Jesus would be born. So Ahaz was not just a nobody. He was not just uh, somebody. He, he, he was somebody in God's eyes. Uh, God looked at him as somebody unique, somebody standing in the gap. And I, I just want to let somebody know that you are also a part of the house of David. You are also somebody in God's eyes. You are, you are being created in the image of God. So when God talks to you, he's not just talking to Henry. He's not just talking to Elder Irwan or or so-and-so, or Sister Lydia, God says, you who are made in my image, you who is special in my sight. So God says to Ahaz, Ahaz, listen now, house of David. Oh, this one really jumped out at me right here. It, it, it just, you know, it really hit me right here. He says, is it too trivial a thing for you to try the patience of men? It's already bad enough for you to make people struggle and make life difficult. But now, God says, you're making life difficult for me. <laughs> and some of us are making life difficult for God. Because we're not willing to follow his will and his way. Is it too trivial for you to try the patience of men? That you will try the patience of my God as well. Now, now watch this. Therefore, the Lord himself. <sighs> Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Ahaz, you don't want... A sign from me, I'm going to do it. Because God doesn't need you, though he prefers you. Some of us, we think we make things happen. No. God prefers you. God wants you. 
But if you say, I don't want, God also say, it's okay. It's cool. So God says, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and she will name him Emmanuel. And he will eat curds and honey. At the time, he knows enough to refuse evil and choose good. For before the boy knows, for before, for before the boy knows enough to refuse evil and choose good, the land whose two kings you dread will be abandoned. The Lord will bring on you, on your people, and on your father's house such days as have not come since the day of that Ephraim separated from Judah, the days of King Assyria, the days of the king of Assyria. He went to the king of Assyria for help. But God says to him, this same king that is helping you is going to hurt you. Because remember in the past how the ten tribes separated from Judah? When the king of Assyria is done with you, you're going to be in a worse situation than then. Because you don't want my help. God is telling Ahaz, Ahaz, because you don't trust me enough, you're going to see in the future that it is going to hurt you. You see, I need somebody to understand that what may help you today may actually help hurt you tomorrow if God is not the first option. What you think is good today may hurt you tomorrow some of you can tell me pastor you see Ahaz did a good thing he planned he actually looked for help because some of us we go to the store and we need help but we'll keep walking around the store and not ask for help you know what I mean just wasting time walking around the store like you can just go to the store attendant hey I'm looking for pampers or I'm looking for containers what aisle should I go and they, they send you so here, Ahaz actually did the logical, proper thing. In fact, some of you say Ahaz was a good king because he had good diplomatic relationships with the king of Assyria. So, so what's wrong with this picture, pastor? I don't get it. Let me tell you what's wrong. God said, don't do it. God came to Ahaz in that moment, says, Ahaz, I don't want you to trust the king of Assyria. I want you to trust me. This is how you know that God is speaking to you. When what you have planned is not working out and you're getting different messages and people are telling you don't do it, that's when you know God is saying, no, 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 that, that's not the way. you got to pivot. They used to teach us in, in Pathfinders, you know, you got to know how to step right. You know what I mean? And then when you come to a stop, boom, it has to be a stop. And then they'll tell you, uh, you got to pivot like that. Uh, uh, I don't want to show you that. I was proud. But, but, but the point is, when you are marching in a certain direction, sometimes you're so gung-ho, you want to get to the destination. But God sometimes says, no, turn right here. Turn. Let's go in a different direction. Because I can see tomorrow. I can see tomorrow. I know the future before it is the future. I know the end. Before the beginning, I know what your life is going to be like if you marry him or her. 
I know what it's going to look like when you get into this company. I understand what's going to happen if you start to eat this stuff. I know what him or her will do to you. So pivot. Change. It's enjoyable today. It's sweet today. But tomorrow, you might have to pay for this. You see, some of us, when we are online, we, we like the homepage. We like, we like to see the homepage. And, but, but you know, if you want to make use of a, of, of a webpage, you got to click the links. Are you feeling what I'm saying? You got to click the link to get to the page that you need. Sometimes God will say, stop staying on the homepage. Click the link so that you can get to the page that you need. So that you can get the help that you need. Right here where you're staying is sweet, it's nice, but no, this is not what I'm asking for you. And I need somebody to get this. Don't shortchange tomorrow because you chose a shortcut today. Don't shortchange yourself because you, short, you, you chose a shortcut today. And some students will choose shortcuts instead of studying diligently and progressively every day. They'll cram the night before the exam. Come on, students. Or they will cheat on the test. But then when they get in the workplace, they realize they didn't really learn. So what was sweet today is actually painful tomorrow. And some people will shortcut themselves in relationships. Start practicing marriage before they get married. Thinking that it's going to be nice when they get there. When they get there, they realize it's actually more hellish and bitter. And whatever they practiced... Is that actually not practical? Pastors will short, take shortcuts too. <laughs> they will make people rush to baptism to get the numbers up. But after baptism, those people that were baptized, nowhere to be seen. Shortcuts. And parents will do the same. Instead of spending time with their kids, they'll give them gadgets, give them movies. And no wonder why they can't pay attention in school. What you, what, you, what, what you think is sweet today, tomorrow, may not be sweet. And so somebody today like, Pastor, man, you, you've hit me hard right now. <laughs> I want to leave this church right now. Like, how can you help me, Pastor? Because I, I think I've messed up tomorrow already because of what I've done today. I'm here to let you know that no, tomorrow is still okay. If you look at what, what, what the text says, the text says, Behold, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and she will name him Emmanuel. Yes, this child was born in the time of Isaiah. But I, I'm not interested in this child that was born in the time of Isaiah. I want to take you to Bethlehem. Come with me there for a moment. Let's, let's walk together. Uh, come with me. We, 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 we are walking. All right. There is a door. Let's get in. But as we're trying to get in, we cannot get in. Because there's people inside in the room. The shepherds are there. And the wise men are there. It's okay. Let's just watch from the door. And as we're looking inside, we see the wise men. And the shepherds, they're looking at the baby. This baby is being held by a mother, and the father is seated next to him, to her. 
paying attention to the shepherds and the wise men. And then the, one of the wise men and the shepherds say, what is this child's name? And the mother looks at the father and whispers into his ear. And then the father says, Emmanuel. The child's name is Emmanuel. Everybody's surprised. You mean, you mean this baby is Emmanuel? You, you mean he is God with us? And Joseph looks at Mary. We believe that too. Wait, wait a minute. How can a baby be God with us? And at that moment it clicks to them. God is saying, you got to see beyond the reality. This baby, that is a baby, is going to grow up. Into He's going to be the savior of the world. He's going to hang on the tree. And by his stripes, you're going to be healed. He's going to carry on, on his back the iniquity of us all. He's going to say, on that day, it is finished. So if you and I can look at this baby, not as a baby, but look at this baby as a Jesus himself, no matter what our today looks like, no matter what tomorrow feels like, but this man, this baby, this Emmanuel says, he has taken care of it. Tomorrow is going to be fine. Trust me, believe in me, and I'm going to help you and elevate you. I don't know if your story is this story. I don't know if you need God to do something, but I'm here to let you know. Emmanuel can help you. Emmanuel can lift you up. Tomorrow is not finished. Tomorrow is not over, but today Jesus is available. Today Jesus wants to change somebody's story. So Jesus is saying to somebody, we need to get together, you and I. We need to know each other, you and I. I'm done. I'm finished. But I want somebody to understand that Emmanuel wants to be Emmanuel in your life. He wants to change your story. And today you can say, I want Emmanuel. I need Emmanuel in my life. Is there somebody who is saying, I need Emmanuel. I want Emmanuel in my life. I don't care what my story looks like. I don't care what it reads like. But Emmanuel is right here taking care of my situation. My tomorrow is intact. I want to talk to somebody right here, right now. You have never accepted Jesus in your life. It's been you and your job. It's been you and your family. It's been you and your dreams. But it's never been you and Emmanuel. You've never appreciated what God can able can do for you. But today you want to say, no, I want God to do something for me. Anybody like that? You've never accepted Jesus as personal Lord and Savior of your life. Anybody like that? Say, so today I, I want Emmanuel to be me. I see your hands, Sister Nova. I see your hands, Sister Riris. I want Emmanuel. I've never had him before. Anybody? Anybody else? Every head is bowed. Every sort of eyes is closed as we pray. Father God, thank you because of this privilege to connect and relate with you. Your word has been spoken to us. And we're thankful for Emmanuel. He died for our sins and delivered us 
from the grave. And Father, we want to look at this baby one more time. Not as a baby, Lord, but today we want to see him as our Savior, Jesus Christ. Please, Lord, do something for us and help us because without you, we can do nothing. Your son and your daughter raised their hands today saying they want Emmanuel. Please, Lord, be their Emmanuel. Thank you, O Father. This humbly prayer and I ask in the awesome and wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Amen. So I believe that that word did something in your heart and it spoke to you. And I just want to encourage you that you respond to it. Do not delay. God loves you more than he loves life itself. And Jesus died to prove it. And we as a ministry at Facts Alive believe that this is our mission. We want to help you to know Jesus better and to know him more clearly and to love him more dearly. The number is on the screen. Kindly text us, kindly write to us or call us and we'll be more than happy to help you. Perhaps you need prayer, you need encouragement, you need counseling. Please also reach out. We are available for you to help you. And if the Lord has inspired you to give and to partner with us in ministry, the number is also on the screen and you can simply give whatever the Lord has put on your heart to work and partner with us. May God bless you and take care. I will see you very soon.